welcome to, welcome to this week china is back for now this episode is all about china because china has made a lot of headlines a lot of headlines first one is china russia deal china g visited russian president vladimir putin recently you may have heard about it president putin announced president putin announced that russia will use chinese yuan as the new trade currency of choice between asia africa and latin america russia china cooperation will accelerate leveraging china's industrial power and russia's natural resources to the benefit of both parties russia is the largest natural gas supplier to china china has started plugging the industrial gaps that were created by the western sanctions on russia china g said he wants to link belt and road initiative to eurasian economic union china's g he wants he wants a trade deal connect eurasian economic union and maybe eventually even europe at the end putin personally ex- escorted g to his limo here's what they said to each other g now there are changes that haven't happened in the 100 in 100 years when we are together we drive these changes putin i agree g take care dear friend putin have a safe trip if it wasn't clear before we are in the multipolar world now honduras joins list of countries cutting ties with taiwan honduras recently cut off diplomatic ties with taiwan honduran president jomara castro severed ties with taiwan in favor of china in a bid for more investment and jobs from the asian giant taiwan was told to vacate its embassy in honduras within 30 days in his remarks deputy foreign minister antonio garcia said 30 days is more than enough time to pack up and leave adding that officials aim for an orderly friendly exit taiwan foreign excuse me taiwan foreign ministry spokesman jeff liu said 30 days was an international norm and that they would comment further later since 2013 many countries have done what honduras did recently that is cutting diplomatic ties with taiwan and recognize china burkina faso 2018 dominican republic 2018 el salvador 2018 gambia 2013 kiribati 2019 panama 2017 Solomon Islands 2019 Of course Chinese are celebrating this is the title of Global Times editorial Honduras not to be the last to severe diplomatic ties with Taiwan island Chinese minister Chinese foreign minister Queen Gang said We inform sternly the Taiwan authorities that engaging in separatist activities for Taiwan independence is against the will and interests of the Chinese nation and against the trend of history and is doomed to a dead end now 
Taiwan has only 13 formal allies. Belize, Itswatini, Guatemala, Haiti, Holy See, Vatican City, Marshall Islands, Nauru, Palau, Paraguay, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and Grenadines, and Tuvalu. Unofficially, however, about 60 states, three territories and one supranational union, EU, have relations with Taiwan. U.S. has defense agreements with Taiwan. Next, Tim Cook visits China. Tim Cook visited China recently. He met Wang Wentao, China's Commerce Minister. They discussed Apple's development in China and the stabilization of industry, industry supply chain, according to a statement by the ministry. Apple and China grew together, and so this has been a symbolic kind of relationship, said Cook on a panel at the China Development Forum, according to a report by the Financial Times. However, he did not address tensions between US and China, but said China's innovation is developing rapidly. China will unswervingly promote high-level opening up, steadily promote rules, regulations, management, standards and other institutional opening up, according to a statement from China's ministry. Basically, he's trying to appear neutral to protect Apple's business in China. Apple doesn't want to lose their Chinese revenue, not to mention the losses Not to mention the losses that will come from supply chain disruptions if their factories were suddenly closed. China wants to go back to time before 2020. We all kind of do. But China does especially. When they were attracting most investments, they want their economy to start growing again. Here's, here's another big one. Saudi Arabia and China. After China broker peace deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran, Saudi Arabia is moving closer to China. Saudi Arabia is also close to restoring diplomacy with Syrian government, which was targeted by USA, Saudi Arabia and others. Saudi Arabia's state-owned oil giant Saudi Aramco will invest billions of dollars in China's petrochemicals industry. Saudi Arabia is now a dialogue partner in the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, SCO, after it approved a memorandum. Here's a Wikipedia introduction to SCO. Wikipedia is not, it's not credible source. It's mostly edited and locked up. A lot of times the Wikipedia pages are locked up and a lot of times they are edited by the Western establishment, let's just say. Here's the Wikipedia introduction to SCO. The Shanghai Cooperation Organization, SCO, is a Eurasian political, economic, international security and defense organization. It is the world's largest regional organization in terms of geographic scope and population, covering approximately 60% of the area of Eurasia, 40% of the world population, and more than 30% of the global GDP. The SCO is, a, is the successor to Shanghai Five, formed in 1996 between the People's Republic of China 
Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Russia and Tajikistan. On 15 June 2001, leaders of these nations and Uzbekistan met in Shanghai to announce a new organization with deeper political and economic cooperation. The SCO Charter was signed on 7 July 2002 and entered into force on 19 September 2003. Its membership has since expanded to eight states with India and Pakistan joining on 9 June 2017 officially. Several countries are engaged as observers or dialogue partners. Iran also signed documents for membership and is expected to become a member this year. Washington, as a response to these developments, said Chinese attempts to exert influence around the world will not change US policy towards the Middle East. SCO countries will hold a joint counterterrorism exercise in Russia's Chelyabinsk region in August this year. Now, what is the response of United States? Pretty terrible and de-dollarization is happening. I think many countries find, rightly so, the Chinese diplomacy and focus on trading far more attractive than America's lecturing on freedom, democracy and human rights. American foreign policy after the collapse of the USSR has been let's just say unrealistic at best all the wars all the all the sanctions push countries away from american superpower towards rising power or diplomatic or more neutral rising power of china more neutral than america not not exactly neutral completely neutral but just more neutral than america The world is tired of Washington meddling in other countries affairs keeping bigger countries like Russia, China and India from establishing their own spheres of influence like US did via Ukraine, Taiwan and Pakistan respectively just to avoid competition. Yes, the free market capitalists want to avoid competition. The so-called free market capitalists want to avoid competition. The world is tired of Washington keeping the Arab world, Africa and Latin America destabilized to avoid them coming to avoid them coming together to create bigger decentralized country like United States or a supranational security and economic treaty like EU and NATO. The world is tired of all that. We are in the multipolar world now. the era of american hegemony is over for now but it seems that washington is still stuck in the past the de-dollarization is happening so if you don't know the currencies of the world are backed by us dollar but they were backed by us dollar before they were backed by gold and then us dollar came in and became world's reserve currency during the second world war i think it was called bretton woods it was bretton woods conference or bretton woods agreement it happened in 1944 or 45 where america became american dollar became the reserve currency of the world 
now af- after the Bret- Bretton Woods the US dollar was backed by gold so other countries were backed by US dollar and US dollar was backed by gold but in 1971 US dollar went off the gold standard now it's backed by nothing almost nothing what what us has done is they have made some kind of treaty or agreement with saudi arabia and other middle eastern countries so that they would trade their oil in us in us dollar and in and in exchange washington would guarantee their security well and de-dollarization is world moving away from us dollar as a reserve currency why like i said sanctions wars divide all, all this evolution of divide and conquer of the good old divide and conquer british policy american foreign policy is kind of an evolution of that american geopolitical strategy so de-dollarization is happening here are a few examples china and india will trade oil for rupees russia endorsed yuan for trading brazil and argentina are interested in developing a common currency brazil and china will use their own currencies directly for trade ditching dollar as intermediary india will use rupees for trading with many countries at least 15 plus for now kenyan leader told his people to ditch us dollar and recently i think malaysia too has decided to ditch the dollar and they have they have got uh, they have they have received money from china in form of investment something like 29 or 30 billion dollars or something so what does this mean for dollar well all this dollar which is used by other countries will eventually end back up in us because there's nowhere else it can go it will go nowhere else right what will what will do this what will it what will de-dollarization do to american economy well it will cause even more inflation or possibly hyperinflation and so I have, what is hyperinflation basically weimar republic you may have heard of it uh, just printed printed a lot of money and just went bankrupt other other examples include hungary uh, zimbabwe and more recently venezuela yes american currency dollar may end up just like venezuelan currency bolivar where people were carrying stacks literal stacks of dollars to pay just to get basic necessities like food and anything else just that is what hyperinflation is and it it will probably happen in us if other countries start ditching their dollars for other currencies and other commodities like gold or some some other commodities gold silver other commodities well another thing is 
US cannot impose its will on other countries by weaponizing the dollar aka sanctions BRICS which is commodity based commodities based which may possibly expand to include other countries with high natural resources like Argentina Iran Saudi Arabia UAE will have huge power over pricing of commodities gold and other commodity prices will go up in US dollar of course right now there's no other open liquid currency transparent currency like USD so Chinese have been accused multiple times of manipulating the yuan there's no other currency on earth right now that is as open as accessible as transparent as US dollar and that's one of the major carrots for other countries that US is dangling to make sure they use dollars because everything is just easier so, so for example swift banking system is there uh, all the go oil and other uh, commodities oil natural gas are traded traded in US dollar or they have been traded with US dollar in the last few decades so like i said there is no other open liquid transparent currency like usd but that doesn't mean there won't be any other ever of course gold prices can be increased 5 to 10 times its current current price to bring back the gold standard so if you compare gold price to the us dollar it has flatlined gold price so many suspect that us or wall street in particular is artificially suppressing the price of gold to protect the dollar if that is true i don't know how long they can do it but eventually gold prices will go up if people can decide price of gold of course it, you cannot just government cannot just uh, decide price of stuff that's price control it it leads to shortages like like what happened in soviet union so you cannot just decide or just decide the price of something but if all the countries come together and decide the price of gold and raise the price of gold in their own currencies that will force the price of gold in united states dollar to go up as well us which is already rich in natural resources will have some influence over commodity prices even after the world de-dollarizes as long as united states exist it will have some influence over commodity prices the world especially the western world will have to go back from financial economy to resources and production based economy of our grandparents and their and our great grandparents and their grandparents as elon musk once said if you are not making stuff there's no stuff simple he's also bashed mba degrees managers and finance guys like warren buffett
higher commodity prices will mean that people cannot use just use and throw products they'll have to use products that last last long and you cannot use something like use and throw plastics for example they have to use products which are meant to last longer just like boomer generation and before where durability used to be a sign of quality right now it's not unfortunately for many many items of course long term china will lose to china's biggest problem is demographics they have too many old people compared to young people they would have suffered the demographic decline eventually they would have suffered demographic decline eventually they would have suffered demographic decline eventually with the level of industrialization they have but by adding or adopting one child policy just made the whole demographic decline process far far worse than it should have been just terrible idea china is or chinese government usually thinks long term but one child policy did they did not think long term at all unless they force their population to have more than two children and citizens comply there is no way out of this for china even if they force the population to have more than two children and their citizens comply there will be some pressure in short term because there will be too many old people and young adults will be less than old people and the young adults will have more kids so the current working population will face a huge strain if they decide if the communist party of china decides to force people to have kids so just a big population of old people small really small population of adults working population and just a huge population of kids that's the that's the best possible scenario the worst possible scenario is their population will ha- have at, by 2050 60 something like that and by that time by that time they that one of their major advantages will be gone of course the whole world population is about to decline rapidly unless nigeria and other african countries other unless other african countries catch up uh, so who what are the other countries that are facing demographic decline us europe european union countries russia and east asian countries like japan south korea etc so i have already discussed demographics but because of this demographics china will lose eventually but right now 
China is a major, major security threat for India and a major economic threat to the West for at least at least 30 years. And all the decline that West has gone through, West is going through with their economy and their culture. The question is, can the West avoid collapsing before China? Can India be ready when Chinese try to expand? Can China avoid demographic collapse? Or have a, or have a peaceful transition into lower population? Or are they going to have violent revolution, social unrest, etc.? We don't know. The future looks bright for India. But from other countries, but for other countries, uh, other major countries, major powers, you shouldn't have much hope. Maybe US survives. If US can build up their economy immediately after whole de-dollarization is complete and American empire collapses, they can still attract enough if they can still attract enough people enough young working people in America from all over the world maybe they can avoid it if same goes for Europe if Europe can attract young working people from Asia and Africa after after the collapse of Euro and maybe even collapse of European Union if they can attract that population Maybe they will have a chance. China and Russia, probably not. So, China is back for now. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you guys soon.